What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Forfeit Podcast, episode 59. My name's Matt. We got Big John Stud, as always. We got J Lo. What up? Wow, Bill. How you doing, fellas? Good. Never Good. been better. Good. You guys ready to talk? We got a we got a pretty interesting. Even though the Eagles are on by, we got some stuff popping off this week, right? We're going to talk some. We got some Sixers news. We've got. NBA drafts coming up. We've got, uh, you know, Eagles coaches with COVID. Eagles coaches with COVID. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. How many? I just we saw got one. Giants. We got Giants. Uh, Giants week round two. Um, we've got some exciting union news, historic union news that Jesse's gonna touch touch base and educate us on. And uh, we've got a very distinct uh, um, hippie cigar. In this week's uh, cigar corner review, um, so let's let's settle let's settle the score on this on this uh, on this uniform news, okay? Because I think we've got a couple guys on this podcast that fancy themselves as designers, right? So you know, Bill being being one of them, very <laughs> very very pronounced, uh, experienced logo designer, as we all know. I can't have enough five and I for talent. I mean, he, he, I mean, the guy likes to keep it old school and still, <laughs> still sketches by hand, you know, still comps up by hand, you know, no Adobe bullshit here. You know, he's, he's <laughs> still, he's still, he's still creating comps on a, on, on napkins. Sorry. Um, I care about my carbon imprint that I leave on the earth. So I try to do things as natural as possible. Try to do your, you try to do your due diligence. Do what I can every day. That's right. God bless America. You, so, you know. so the Sixers today came out and debuted um, their 2020-2021 City Edition jersey, right? Which is is it kind of ties back to the 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 Iverson era black uh, black based um, uniform color jersey. Um, but instead of bringing back the, the gold accent color, which thank God, in my opinion, they didn't do that. They, they still, they still worked with the iconic red, white, and blue color scheme as accents. But this time, you know, they featured the skyline of Boathouse route, which I think concept wise was pretty cool. Right. Cause I mean, we were talking about it, like where, where has all the Philly teams in the past gone um, in terms of landmarks in Philly, right? And um, and where what was left? And Boathouse Row, in my opinion, or to my knowledge, has never really been explored. Um, so, I mean, the concept is pretty cool, but it's really debatable whether or not the execution was done well. Um, and, you know, of course, they, they have a corresponding court design that ties in the uniforms and mixes in some of the retro iconography, some of the Philly United serpent um, iconography with the black color scheme, which I think out of the two I would pick. I think the court is a is a sharper um, concept and execution. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like sometimes I look at jerseys and I hate them. And then, you know, a year goes by and I'm like, you know what? It's grown on me. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, it kind of gives me a loose, you know, a loose uh, feeling of uh, the retro Denver Nuggets um, cityscape in just in terms of how it's laid out. Again, execution wise, it doesn't even touch the, the retro Nuggets jerseys. Um, I think those are just iconic. I think those, 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 in my opinion, out of all NBA jerseys, probably one of the one one of my favorites ever. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, Ben Simmons seems to have put a lot of effort and atten- and and um, energy into you know launching these jerseys, and um, I don't know. I just hope he's. I just hope he uh, he's putting it as much effort into his jump shot this off season as he is, you know, debuting, a um, a, a city edition Jersey. Um, 
you know, and I myself fancy to be somewhat knowledgeable in, in graphic design. So, I mean, I could also probably show him a, a little, a thing or two about how, how to shoot a jump shot. I think a couple of us on this podcast could too. So, um, I don't know guys, like I think conceptually it's, it's kind of cool. I think the execution of it falls a little bit short. I don't like the whole trust the process thing in the, in the, in the, in the boathouse row. I think like, can we move on from trust the, the process that that whole thing is just like, to me, it, it's dead. Like, can we just move on? Brett. What's that? Got it in the face when you fired Brett. You walked up and executed. No, you shot it in the face when you let Jimmy Butler walk. And yeah, that's actually probably more accurate with it. Listen, those jerseys would be a lot better if Boathouse Row lit up when the lights turned off. They glow in the dark. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense too. What's that, that one, Jack? I mean, Boathouse Row used to look like that. No, he's on the jersey. Uh, no, like if the they did a, the they did oh, some yeah. sort of like put some LED lights in that John. Yeah, or, or, or some sort like, of like substrate yeah. that glows in the dark. That, or, the that was, or the the like the iridescent ink that would reflect when lights hit it or flash. Yeah. Holy shit! What if it yeah, does do that? They just they're just not telling anybody. Well, then I'd be impressed. Like all right, because we've seen some of the other leaks. Like most of them are hot garbage. The the Miami one is is on point. The 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 Motor City one is okay. The Knicks one is god awful. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of really bad ones. So like, I I feel like Nike set the bar awful low on these, and the Sixers managed to clear it. I would have gone more with the Snake, the Joiner Die Snake, or yeah. something more along that like you're the 76ers go with all of that not you're not like the the philadelphia rowers or you know the the philadelphia trust fund kids you're you're the 76ers like let let's kind of stick there with with our iconography and everything so i don't really i don't i don't know you don't I, see the connection i mean i get the connection to the city i mean th- so they have a hype video for this. I posted it in our in our Skype feed there if you want to check it out. It's done pretty well. It's narrated by AI, and the whole concept around it is built to reflect greatness. So I guess they're tying in the reflection of Boathouse Row, how it reflects off the river, and it's just, you know, an iconic type of, of um, Philadelphia landmark um, that everyone can relate to, whether you're from there or you visit. Um, it's just something that Philly's known for. Um, but the only way you see it is if you, if you drive in. If you drive it. If you Correct. fly in, you would never know it's there. Or, 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 or you ride your road bike down West River Drive. Yes. Um, yeah, because so where does that body of water connect to? The, the Delaware River. No, that's the Schuylkill, isn't it? Is it uh, yeah, but but doesn't it doesn't it lead into doesn't it dump into the Delaware? It probably dumps into the Delaware. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, I don't see that because I very rarely see boats on there. Well, no, it's well, right now it's, it's for crew. It's for it's, crew. It's all the rich kids that crew. Yeah, it's it's the crew thing. Um, which is pretty. It's it's pretty cool to see. Um. I, you know, rowing is one of those one of those things that it's 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 a hell of a lot harder than it than it looks. Um, forfeit row team, finally, probably forfeit row, forfeit crew. Oh my god, could you imagine? Which one of us vomits first? Just row know? faster, John. John's not rowing fast enough. Bill absolutely is the first one to puke. I'm going to the side. I'm saying, fuck it. I'm, I'm out. It's a three man boat. I'm out. <laughs> Bill's got his life preserver, and he's just fucking just Jumping rolling out. I'm going right to the side. I'm yeah, out. Man. I'm not rowing fast enough. It's like, great. Here we go. I don't understand why they still can't do, like, throwbacks like the NFL does. So it doesn't make much sense. I, I, don't, know why they don't, I don't know why they don't embrace some of the older ones. But I, I, know, they, I know they redid their when – they, when they first, you know – change ownership they sort of like had that sixers 
Sixers one that was like SI, you know, it's spelled out Sixers. And then they've done a couple city jerseys and everything. But like every year it's like, let's, let's have an homage to like, I mean, I guess last year was that 76er one that was like, like from the 70s or 60s. Yep. Mm-hmm. They had that real good. streamlined 76. <laughs> yeah, which which okay. I mean, I guess that that's my argument that they they've done it, but you know that yeah, one Bill, the, you were saying, where are the maroon, you know, where are the maroon 83 Doc Moses jerseys? Those, I, I love that jersey. That's like my favorite that that Doc jersey or that Moses jersey. I totally would rock. Yeah, how about the, the how about red, like the, the uh, red, red. Clarence Witherspoon ones? Oh God! Uh, no. the stars the, and Hawkins? the stars, <laughs> the, 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 the stars. Hawkins one? Oh, I Please don't. Jeff on that team. Dana Barrows. That team was stacked. That yeah, team. Yeah, that team ran into Michael Jordan. Unfortunately, yeah, they weren't stacked in any capacity. And who's that guy? Jeff Garland, Gruden. Yo, Bill, get to where your internet isn't terrible. Jeff Garland. Dude, I was downstairs earlier. My TV doesn't even work great downstairs. Like, my Netflix doesn't work great. It's the, my whole neighborhood. It just, everyone's crushing bandwidth right now. <laughs> this episode of Forfeit Podcast brought to you by Boost Mobile. <laughs> Speaking of Boost Mobile, how about, how about those boys in Chester? How about a Boost? Hey, man. The union making history. Yep, the first uh, grabbing their first trophy, first, first team trophy, first team trophy. Um, big deal. They're the it's a trophy awarded to the best supporters record. Supporters Shield. Yes, it's the Supporters Shield. It's awarded to the best regular season record. Um, it they changed the qualifying for the Concacaf Champions League this year, so you didn't qualify if you. They they changed the it kind of got weird but so the union qualified for Concacaf Champions League which is a big deal they're going to play uh, some some big time uh, Mexican teams and some other teams in the Concacaf region so that's a big deal um, if I mean God if they win it it'd be the it'd, it'd be the second MLS team to win it and um, they I think it's like half a million dollars in prize money. The supporter shields almost two hundred thousand dollars in prize money. So I mean, those types of things. So what does the prize money go towards mainly? Does it go to towards like buying players? Yeah, it would go towards it goes towards like roster construction. Now, like the players will have you know bonuses in their contracts if they yeah. So so it's probably like win the supporter shield. You get X amount of yeah, so they you know probably fifty G's or or yeah. something like that, you know, and and I mean this is a big deal for this team because you know they they love to hype the fact that they have a great academy that produces a lot of young talent. The one kid that they sold from Jersey might bring like eight or nine million dollars back to the team. Like that's a big deal. So for the fact that like he helped them win as he's going out the door is a big deal. They have a kid from Delaware, Mark McKenzie, who's probably their best player. He's probably going to be sold as well, which kind of sucks because he's a great defender. Um, he'll probably be sold at the end of the season, probably bring in another eight, 10, 15, you know, somewhere in that eight to $15 million. So, I mean, they could be a team that has a lot of money to spend next season and they're going to have to spend it to compete with those teams that they're going to be, be competing against in Mexico. So, I mean, it's a big deal. It's a, it's a big deal for, for them to win a trophy and to have the best record in the league. I mean, they're not the most talented team on paper, but they're one of those. Some of the teams. Well, and, and I mean, it's, it's you, you, you assemble these guys and they're better than, they are individually. Um, I mean, they do have the best goalkeeper in the league. Andre Blake is the best goalkeeper in the league. And they've got some really – they've got guys you don't want to play against. They've got a lot of guys like that. Is goalkeeping in soccer equivalent to, like, goaltending in hockey? Is it, like – is it that valuable of an oh, asset? Yeah. Because, I to mean – like, go the distance in the, the – net in- is The net is gigantic. Yeah. So – 
you know, you're going to score more goals in soccer just because of the amount of ground that the keeper has to cover. But the like the stats that Andre Blake put out this year of how how few goals he 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 allows in and they have like a stat it's called like expected expected goals where they they can basically predict depending on where the ball is put on net the percentage of chances that typically that ball goes in and his his statistics for everything are just for this year have been just off the charts he just stops he stops everything just about um i mean the only reason he's still on this team is because he is not really good with his feet distributing the ball up the field after he makes a save. He's kind of terrible at it. Like that's the only reason he's still on this team. If if he was better distributing the ball, he'd be in he'd be in Spain right now. Right. So, but I mean it's like I said, it's a big deal. Now they have a, a couple weeks off for international break. So, Andre Blake who broke his hand can hopefully heal and be back to to play in the playoffs. They're hosting a playoff game. They're the number one seed. I mean, everything's going right for them. So, I mean, hopefully they can continue this hot streak and, uh, and, and win the big trophy this year. I mean, they are a team you don't want to play against. They, they just make life really difficult and their midfield has some bite to it. Not from a, a goal, a chance creation so much, but just from a, frustrates you beat you up and just and hassle you till you make a mistake they pounce on it and score so yeah i mean i i it was and it was for me you know being a being a a member of the sons of ben and being around before there was a team it was really bittersweet having to watch it on tv and and not be able to to be there with my friends like that stadium would have been nuts if they won that thing with with eight. How many bear fights would have would you have consumed? Lightning Carson jerseys, jerseys before before the trophy presentation, during the trophy oh my god, and then after the trophy presentation. We've already we've already tried to figure out can we get the the supporter shield so we can do bear can fights do on it fight to start the next to start the next season. Good god! I mean it's. It that stadium would have just been. It, it's not big. It's an eighteen eighteen. Episode fifty nine would have been the Jesse Lorenz Memorial episode. He, <laughs> he gone. He gone. I mean, <laughs> I've been there for big games, and it's louder than the than the size. It's it gets really loud and really. Um, it can it can like it can really get under your skin. Like it's loud and and really shakes teams. So it, it sucks that the fans weren't there for it. It really does. So, I mean, hopefully they, they can well, keep they'll winning. win it again. They'll win it again when they'll everything's again. normal. Here's the hoping. So, but yeah, I mean, it, big deal. It's a, it's a, it's a really big deal. And like I said, they're a fun team to watch and they're going into the playoffs in a couple weeks. So, you know, now's the time if, if you've always, if you've wondered about it, I mean, they're a local team. They've got a bunch of kids that grew up in the area. Their coaches from Philly. Like, if if you want like that underdog local thing, like you can't get a better story right now than the Philadelphia Union. You they you really can't. So yeah, go Union. Go Union. Go Union. And speaking of hopes and underdog. And turds. Do we and all turds. do we all hope that the Eagles have had the proper time to reflect on their flaws during this bye week? Needed some time, John. All right, Carson had to recharge his batteries. Have and have and we hope. as fans had moments to have 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 any of us had any moments of clarity with the Eagles during this week? Meaning. Do we still have doubts about Carson Wentz? Is he still the yeah. not the guy, or, or are you like you know what, <laughs> you know, let's yeah. let's go, let's rally around, let's rally around Army of One, let's get behind uh, number eleven, gaggy. you know. Uh, have we considered? Have we reconsidered our thoughts about our flaws on the defensive side of the ball, the O line, the coaching staff? 
Do we have confidence that we're going? Do we are we confident going into the second half of the season, knowing the, the gauntlet that we're about to go down? Um, you know, it's 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 Giants week round two. The Giants are are coming off a big win, and um, you know they're not to be taken lightly. And then after that, you know it it doesn't get pretty, guys. I mean, they might have what five losses in a row. I'm not sold on any team in the NFC. So yeah, they'll be Cleveland. Wide open. Be Cleveland. I still, I, I, I still feel like I still feel like the first two games are very winnable. Um, Cleveland doesn't scare me. Well, I guess they're also aren't they getting Chubb back? What's that? Aren't they getting Chubb back? Yeah, they are, but they but their defense. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's no steel curtain, and I think. I think still for us, our our best strength is stopping the run when our D line plays to their ability. And if we stop the run and make Baker beat us, I don't think without OBJ, there's anybody on that receiving core that like worries us of going deep. So right. I, I, I think that's a very winnable game in Cleveland. Like I be if we lose that game, it's because Carson. It's because we beat ourselves. Yeah, it's because, because we beat ourselves. That's yeah. the only reason we would lose. So. So, but I, I, I definitely uh, just want to beat the Giants this week. Frank, got to beat the Giants first. Make it one week at a time, right? One week yeah. at a time. Um, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm still, I'm still in the same position that I've that I've been in. You know, it's one week at a time. But I mean, we got to get. I mean, is anyone else? Is is anyone coming back? Like, like, wh- where's uh, Isaac? Got, where's Alshon in all? This? Where's Miles Sanders? Yeah, yeah where's Miles where, back? Where, where, I feel so much on? better with Booby. Give me Booby back. Um, I think he'll be back soon. Isaac Semalau, Sem, uh, whatever. Isaac is back. Isaac's on the twenty-one, the twenty-one day window from IR. So he could be back in the next week or two. That's a big deal. Um, Take another week off, Nate. TJ's got your back. Um, Nasty. Nate's, Nate's probably just in the gym working out. I love the kid's heart. And I mean, he's feel bad shitting on him. But TJ, Edwards, and Riley ranked like top 10, like PFF together this week against the Cowboys. They're two legitimate starting linebackers. Let them be the starters. Let Nate come in to give them breathers and be a tactical monster then. But in the meantime, you know, TJ's one of those guys, Wisconsin, Big Ten football, has the chip on their shoulder because he wasn't drafted, if you read the article, because he didn't run a good 40 time. He didn't bench, bench press as much as other linebackers. But the guy was, like, top 10 in the Big Ten in tackles, like, every year he started. Like, the guy's a linebacker. He's not sexy, but listen – Jim Schwartz is defense. He needs nine defensive linemen, and he's good to go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Lane Johnson's questionable. But I mean, God, he's walking. That's he's going to be a he's going to be a question mark the rest of the year with, yeah, that, with his injury. Shut it down. It's like so we have him long term. They're going to fucked up, and they're and they're going to come out at the end of the year, and we're going to find out like Lane did something horrific to that ankle, and you're That's just going to be like, like, we I wouldn't have him for another five, six, seven years of being the top. You know, just this year is being short-sighted. You know, it's if he's not hurt, like I know he. I mean, he's just a, he's just a tough son of a bitch, though. Like he's like close close thing we've had to John Runyon since John Runyon probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blaine. But yeah. I mean, getting Miles back if we ever get Zach back, getting uh, <laughs> uh, Bill Starr player. Wow. But I mean, if you can get Isaac back, that really, that really tightens the lineup because then the biggest hole right now in that line is left guard. So you plug that hole. So now your quarterback doesn't have to worry about a blitzing linebacker or, you know, defensive tackle following the ball through the hole and having a helmet in his face. The second he looks up to, to, to go through his progressions so I mean that's a huge that's a huge deal. And then from running, the the fact that you can start running the ball more aggressively because Isaac's a good run blocker too. So and you have your starting running back back. So 
Are we in agreement that if Carson Wentz comes out of the bye week and he throws three more interceptions, that this guy's got to sit on the bench? I at think least, at least at least for like a game. During the game. I think what Bill's trying to say is. <laughs> I think what Bill's trying to say. Oh, uh, my frozen. We got him back. Yeah. We got him back. Yeah, never mind. Um, yeah. They what they should do I and what think. they what they should do and what they will do are two entirely different things. Like, like, come on, he's had the he's had the bye week to decompress and hopefully work out and look at the film. Like, you got to clean it up, bro. You got to clean it up. Who? What if there's an argument going on right that Doug wants to put Jalen in, and how he's like, no, you got to roll with like you didn't got going on that one of them would we're all the way around. I no, Bill, I love how Bill paints these 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 scenes. No, it's that's it, absolutely not happening. Bill, 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 the last few episodes, Bill has methodically painted <laughs> these these scenes for us to 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 look. Look into the window of of a hypothetical situation of what if Doug's I see these he's in his office and he's getting blindsided by by Doug Shade and 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 so on. It built and it built stirring the pot here. Bill's, I mean, if there's if there's anything, it would be just Doug being like, no, he's not playing. I think Doug wants him to play. Carson or Jalen. Well, I mean, if Doug wants you him think to, Doug wants to play John Carson or Jalen. I think I think I think Doug overall has the has the power to pull his quarterback. You think so? One hundred percent. Serious. One hundred percent. I think Doug would probably rather have a starting linebacker, but that's just me. No, I don't think Doug. I don't think Doug gives a flying so fuck about the the linebackers. <clears throat> he lets. It's, no, it's I don't think Doug. It's apparent that he lets Jim Schwartz run his defense and he doesn't get involved. It's apparent. So and do what, I do I think that do I think that he will pull the plug on on Carson? It would be really hard not to back to back to back games if the guy's got three picks. Or like a bad fumble again, like no, yeah, because then, yeah, not that fumble when he rolled out and the guy like I mean, that was literally like watching Ben DiNucci play. That fumble when he rolled out, and then he was a surprise that he couldn't outrun a DN who makes $10 million to chase him. Oh, I can't just jog past this guy. He's going to tackle me. Uh Uh-oh. Oopsies. But if the guy comes out after a bye week playing the way he has been, a turnover machine essentially, and he throws three more picks, and Doug doesn't pull him, doesn't the story then kind of swing on to, you know, Doug more than Carson at that point because it's like you know I mean even the great ones struggle from time to time and they have bad seasons here and there and they have dips but it's like at that point it's like again like some of us on this podcast will agree uh, agree to disagree on this but like that's where coaching comes in and sometimes you have to sit a guy down and let him and and let him think about it and and kind of and kind of come at it from a from a, a mental point of view, um, you know, and that's that's where benching can be uh, beneficial to for some players. But you know, I mean, and it's all dependent on how you look at it too. I mean, you can look at it as oh, it's a benching. Um, as I wouldn't call it a punishment per se. It's just like. Look, you got to do like Doc, like Doc Rivers said in in, in that episode, right, John? Mm-hmm. There's going to be some decisions that I got to make that I'm not happy with, and there's going to be some decisions that I got to make that you're not going to be happy with. But it's but every it's decision the team. I make is for the better of the team. Yep. And if if it means that benching Carson Wentz is for the better for the better of the team at that moment to win that week and get out with a W. If he doesn't do it, that that spotlight is going to turn. It, it, it's going to be on Doug. Listen, and, this is a weird season as it is. Okay, I a lot of people are already talking about. Well, this is like an asterisk Super Bowl, just like they said. Like this, there was an asterisk NBA Finals. Clearly, it was. So, so I don't. 
I don't know what the internal thought process is with this season. I highly doubt the guys are saying, you know what, we'll play this season and it's kind of a wash. So let's, you know, let, let's just do do what, whatever it takes. I kind of see it. I, I see I don't it the opposite way, though. Can't, can't, I mean, I don't see it as an asterisk. Why? Because there are no preseason. Like, I see it as like, hey, man, if you're a team that weathered the storm with no preseason – you 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 know you made it through all the COVID scares and you kept your shit together and you made it you know all the way through the playoffs and into the Super Bowl and you won the big game. I mean, isn't that isn't that even slightly more of an accomplishment? In in I mean, it is in my eyes as opposed to playing a shortened season, not playing all your games like the NBA did, and then moving into a bubble where it's you know it was an abridged type of situation you know i can see putting an asterisk on that when a lot of you like i'll use the patriots for example like they got like eight or nine guys that just opted out of playing i think it's so there's more um uh perseverance in what the nfls have to deal with than than the nba or any other or any other uh i mean the mlb too i mean you could you could put that asterisk on the dodgers because they didn't they didn't play a full season sure you know but but I mean I to the whole like Carson Doug Hurts thing like the season isn't a wash now like if the if the Cowboys were right. you know seven and zero eight and zero like yeah. if we okay were the Jets, maybe we were maybe the you're Jets. gonna maybe you're gonna put in Hurts a little bit more and you know not you know keep keep Wentz fre- fresh for next year but I don't know I just. I, I just hope come. What I want to see at coming out of this bye week is a. We always talk about solidified, like a, a really good win. I want a really good win from from this team coming out of the bye against the Giants. That's what I want to say. If we win by by a safety, I'm fine with it. But like, I really would like to see a little bit of um, a little bit of fire. Yeah, I, I I think you're right, John. Like the Giants aren't aren't a good team. They're not a good team. I wouldn't say they're not a good team. I, I think Daniel Jones is pretty good. I think they got. I think they have weapons. I think. I, I just. I, I think they're the the probably, probably our toughest opponent. You know, moving forward, because I mean, if you look at the Redskins, they're they're down to a third stringer. Um, I mean, I guess you could argue if Alex Smith is a third stringer, but I mean, they're they're beat up. Um, the Giants, other than Saquon Barkley, they still have their whole team. So yeah, that's what I mean. They're not a good team. Like they've only scored 168 points. Our I don't know, man. They they um they look good the the other night against uh, Tampa Bay, and I know Tampa Bay just got their ass kicked. But and but to like to go back to your point about you know you you wish Doug would call more plays for for Jalen. The and the reason I keep harping on on linebackers. And and the the guys that they could have grabbed, or, but the 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 problem is you you drafted this guy in the second in the second round. You had you had the the specter of Nick Foles looming over this team till he was no longer on the roster after him winning helping win a Super Bowl. You have his trophy or trophy. You have a statue of him at the stadium. The minute it's finally Amen. Carson's team. You waste a set. You use a second round pick on another quarterback instead of getting the team, not just the quarterback, the team, a starter and an impact starting player in the second round. Timeout, though. It was always Carson's team, but Carson got hurt. Nick yeah, Foles was the backup quarterback. No, you're. I'm not talking about like once Foles was gone, you didn't have the the the, the specter of. Foles was removed once Foles was gone. There's there's nobody else. It's Carson's team now. So, so I think of Matt's point, it was always Carson's team. It was always Carson's team. Like if, if Carson didn't get hurt, he would have he would have kept playing. Yeah. We didn't we never would have saw up, We never we didn't move up Nick. eight picks in the draft to get Nick Foles. We moved yeah, up to get Carson. We didn't we yeah, didn't we didn't get in the playoffs. And, we didn't get in the wanted, playoffs and then Doug say, All right, Carson, thanks for thanks for the thirteen and three record or whatever, whatever it was, you know, Nick's going to, Nick's going to take the keys now and he's going to drive, drive the, drive the boot. Cool. Cool. Can I get back to my point? I'm just saying, I don't think your point's that valid because it was, always I was, I was, I was, 
I was going. It was some- always Carson Wentz's team, though. I was going somewhere. Uh, okay, you get nope. going, buddy. But it was always Carson Wentz. Get going, go, go. So it wasn't always his team because anytime you listen to anywhere in the media, the first thing that they would fucking ask, I listen to the media or the podcast. The I don't listen Fultz. to any other media. But whatever. <laughs> There's only one piece of media I listen to. It's so, Forfeit Podcast. <laughs> so you, you, At Forfeit used, Pod. you used the second round pick on the guy instead of getting an impact starter. So now you've you've used the pick. You've in, you've invested the pick into a guy, and they're getting no they're they're getting no return from the pick. So when I watch the plays that Doug calls for Jalen Hurts. I don't have – I watched Jalen Hurts ball out at Alabama and ball out at Oklahoma. That kid's got, That kid has talent, has all the talent in the world. And you watch the play calls that Doug Peterson is drawing up for him here, and it's, it's kind of like you wonder, is Doug stupid? Or does he just not want to – does he just not want to unleash him? Because – the plays he's calling are just poorly designed, and you you re- at this point he has nowhere to go on any of this shit because the defenders know exactly what's coming. So, at, at this point, you either bench him, you you either bench Wentz and you roll with Hurts, or he stays on the bench because he brings nothing into the game anymore because of the piss poor play calling that Doug Peterson is is calling for Jalen Hurts plays. And or I know John's looking at me all confused. Or does he not know the playbook yet? <laughs> I'm confused because, like, you start your your argument based on like Jalen Hurts is giving us nothing. He's a second round pick. He's giving us nothing. And I think you're you're like an instant gratification guy. Like, like my second round pick needs to be a Pro Bowler right away. And I no, and no, I, and I understand. Round, but my but pick should play. Right, and and he he's playing. He's a um, gadget player, John. He's played like 15 plays in, in – Right, but he's games. playing. He's playing. So that, That's not good enough from a second-round pick. That's okay, not good well, enough. I mean, that, that's your opinion. And what, I'm, what I'm trying to explain to you – What I'm trying to explain to you is that you, you sort of look at it as like, I need instant gratification. What I'm telling you, it's more of a, a long play with Hertz. I think the long-term play with him is a backup for the next maybe two seasons – and if it doesn't work out with Carson, they have insurance. And I think I brought that up when they drafted him. Um, I, I think, honestly, that's what the, the situation is. He's not going to just get into the game and, and take over unless maybe Wentz gets hurt. And or I'm not throws, sitting here. Or, or he throws three interceptions off. Right. But, I, I mean, if you're, if you're sitting here gonna, and, and going to tell me that, you know, Carson Wentz throws three more interceptions and he sh- still should – have the keys to the the car here. I'm kind of like, what? Do you, what kind of football are you watching? No, like, my, at my, least give the guy give the guy a chance. Like you're saying that should get in there and play because at least he's got a he's got a better chance of of not throwing three interceptions. We'll see. I don't know. Here's here's the the you say I'm an, I'm an instant gratification guy. You are. You are. The first round pick has to start. He's got to be an impact player. the The second round's got to be an impact player. The third and the fourth round picks have to be starters. They they they. You're an instant gratification guy, and I get okay. it. I respect how, it, but I just many, it's it's many, not reality. How many good teams in the NFL? How many good teams use second round picks on projects? Not many. Most, I, I, most again, I don't think he's a project. Mo, how many smart football teams use second round picks on backups? Not many. Smart teams draft starters in the first and second round. Smart teams draft starters. Dumb teams are three, four, and one. I don't think this team is a dumb team. I'm sorry. Poorly coached teams with general managers that don't know what they're doing are three, four, and one. You, do you think that the – I don't want to get into this argument for the 54th time with you, but you really think Carson Wentz is playing good football and you're no. going to blame his inefficiencies and, and fumbles and interceptions – on play calling that Doug Peterson plays or play that Doug Peterson calls. Oh, I think Carson's having a terrible year, but I also okay. think, I also think Doug is not, is not covering himself in wouldn't, any bit. Of wouldn't you prefer to have a, in a situation where if, if we do get into the playoffs or 
we start to heat up late in the season and we, you know, we're on fire a little bit at the right, at the right time. And God forbid Carson does get hurt and you get into the playoffs. You'd want a reliable, maybe better backup than what we've had in years past. I'd rather have them used the pick on but, a starter, but that's not what I'm at. But that's my point. Like and I don't, he's, he, he's a backup. He's going to be, He's going to, he would be your guy. It's better, it's better than Josh McCown at 42 years old that tears his calf in, uh, in the playoffs. Like, I'd rather have Jalen Hurts. You know, with every time we end up getting into this argument, to John's point, the 54th time or whatever it is, I think one thing just I think is abundantly clear that I think we're starting to prove time and time again at the conclusion of this argument that the Eagles have serious doubts about Carson Wentz being the guy in the future. And that's 100%. why, that's why Jalen Hurst was drafted and num- at where he was drafted. That's, Absolutely. That's, that's fine. But we weren't a good enough team to be doing stuff like that. We should have tried to grab a starter. I'd rather have, I would have rather them given the little bit of money that Joe Flacco got or a Jameis Winston got or, any of those guys or Mariota got, I'd rather have given that look. Cause none of those guys got paid a lot of money. The, uh, I think Mariota got like 8 million, didn't he? He was the one that got the most. Okay. But most of those guys got like three or four. I would have rather. Joe got 1.2. Yeah. You'd rather I'd have Jameis. As a backup. Yeah. I'd rather have, I would rather have a, them use that second round pick on a guy like Chen than, Who's, who, who might be defensive rookie of the year the, over over Jalen Hurts that if things go great, is never plays, and if things go bad, he might play in three years. That's not a good use of a second-round pick. He's, it's he's not. Much, he's much cheaper than uh, the, both of those guys. <laughs> that that's and, cool. he's, and he's here for – and they have him for four years, whereas Joe, Joe Flacco would be gone in a year and you'd be in a McCown situation – and I think that's why they didn't want to do the McCown thing again. Why give Josh McCown a million, two dollars, or whatever he was getting? He got something ridiculous. I think he got three million after we already gave Nate Sudfeld a one point five. So why would you do that again? Why not go in, draft the kid, keep him as your backup? He's your backup. You don't have to keep, you know, going in the lottery for guys like off the scrap heap like Brian Hoyer and you know all these other uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor fits fits magic. You don't need to get into bidding wars with these guys. You have your backup, and you go from there. It, it, it was insurance. I mean, yeah, okay, you could argue that, you know, I don't know, A.J. Espinosa, who was, a, who was drafted ahead of him, could have been a better player. But, again, I don't see him playing very much. Like, I don't Chen. know. We, we could have grabbed Chen. Uh, is he playing this week? He's hurt, isn't he? No, I think he's playing. I he's, he's hurt. hurt. I think he's hurt. He's hurt now? Great. Yeah. Right. He, He's so I mean, it's what I mean. Like it's you could, you know, t- talk to me, have this argue with me in three years. But, but I, I think it's an insurance play. I think, I think we'll be arguing insurance. about it for the next three years. <laughs> well, we probably will, based upon the the, the, the current biggest, situation. The biggest mistake that they made with this is, and I we brought it up last week. He's on a four year deal, so he's going to have three years left, which is really two years left. Because he's not going to play out his rookie year, the the last year of that deal, as a lame duck quarterback. It's not going to happen. So you have to rapidly make a decision on what you're going to do with Carson. You either fix whatever's wrong with him or you get rid of him. You have to do one of the two. If you can fix whatever's wrong with him and he plays out his contract, this is a terrible use of a second-round pick. If you trade him and – you you bring Hertz in. It's not as egregious, but the biggest problem is the great thing about a rookie contract is the fact that it's cheap, so you can stack the team with talent. Next year, if you cut, if you trade Carson Wentz, your salary cap is blown to bits next year. I'm, so, I'm not I'm not sitting here and 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 stamping my feet and putting a stake on the ground for trading Carson Wentz. All I'm merely saying is the argument about the Jalen Hurts pick for me is insurance. That's all it is. That's all it is. All right, and then Speaking the fact of- and the fact that we're 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 still sitting here again to Matt's point, arguing about Carson Wentz. 
if Carson Wentz didn't throw 10 or 12 interceptions already this year and already have, you know, 55 fumbles in 60 games, we wouldn't be having this, this conversation. You paid the guy a max contract or a top salary, a top 10, top five salary in the NFL to play like a franchise quarterback. He needs to start doing that. End of story. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. Enough. He needs to do that. Speaking we, of we have shown him, we have shown him 130 million reasons why this team is this is his team, and he needs to go out and show it. And by going out and constantly the last three games throwing bad interceptions, throwing bad throws, fumbling the football, making bad decisions, that's not why we paid the guy 130 million dollars, and that's why we're having this conversation. Speaking of um, draft picks and decisions, what do you guys think Trevor Lawrence is going to do? Good question. He's going to grab the bag and go into the NFL. I think you are out of your mind. Do you want to make a bet? I you're, mean, you're telling me, you're telling me, a college quarterback. It looks like won it looks like that Mims. It looks like that Mims kid can catch a football. Already won a national championship is going to stick back around another season and not go after and get the twenty million dollars that he would be guaranteed for thirty-two million. Thirty-two. Would, right. Would you want? No, 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 not not, not me. Signing. Bonus. I'm not Trevor Lawrence. I haven't won a national championship. That's total math. Thirty-two million. Guaranteed. Thirty-two, including the bonuses. Yeah. If, yeah. if I'm Trevor Lawrence, in who is a, who is a who is a damn good quarterback. Do I want to go to quite possibly the worst one run franchise in all of football? Well, you don't know who the coach is going to be. Yeah, I mean, it could be a completely different front office. Woody Johnson could get out of his his uh, his governmental role and be like, you know what? You know, maybe maybe I'm going to just maybe I'll call Dabo and see if Dabo wants to come to the Jets. I'm really no, I'm just, I'm just saying I'm, he could make a splash like that 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 would really help or something. You know, you never know. Like Gase is gone. You know, Gase is gone. If but if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I would be really hesitant to go to the Jets if Gase is the court is the coach. Like uh, it's thirty million dollars, dude. You're, you're think about how you were at eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old. Well, only, I guess the only thing is is I mean he could try to do the Eli thing where he said I'm not yeah. I'm, I'm not playing with you and you better force a trade. Yeah, and then, because, I mean, then you're basically playing Russian roulette because some guy said he could do this, like play hardball with the Jets, and they and, and if they call his bluff, just sit out. And then after, well, what was wrong with Joe Burrow? Why didn't Why didn't Joe Burrow say fuck you to the uh, the, no, the Bengals? Apparently, apparently, Joe Burrow pre-draft process, they said like his people did the behind the scenes stuff, said we're not going to Cincinnati, trade out of it, and the league said. It's going to be too fucked up. You got to go to Cincinnati or hold out a year. I don't, so I don't believe that for a bit. He's from Ohio. Why would he? I'm telling you, like, like if you don't think. So is LeBron. Have and LeBron didn't want to stay. And, and I, I think you guys really <laughs> underestimate the power of a $32 million salary for no, a kid. No, what you underestimate is, is if they hold out for a year, there's no guarantee. And the same team won't get that same pick again. And B, what's the difference between going to the Bengals or the Jags or the Jets? If you are the number one pick, you're a shitty fucking team. Only yeah. da- or Dallas. That's what I mean. I agree. Like so, it's basically if you're holding out, you must really have it against that organization for something, you know. And it's just silly yeah. too because it's you know unless somehow, like you said, you know, you know the the Chiefs get you know, or some you know like the Cowboys. You know, because now there's, you know, everybody in Dallas Nation saying, should they tank, try to get Lawrence or Fields, you know? Yep. And so it's like everything else. It's, and so it's like good teams very rarely pick number one or two. So you hold out this year, great. Where are you going next year? I mean, do you really want to go play, you know, for the, you know, like you said, the Jags or whoever, you know? Detroit, yeah. Yeah, like, so it's like pick your poison, you know, so it's, you know, I, I do agree with that, John. That I think there's a bit of overhype in this, but I still do think there's some juice. But I think everything else, at the end of the day, it's like just sign the fucking deal. You know, just go to the league. You, but to, like, to, to Jesse's point, like, you know, the GM there now, or who we know very, very well, yeah. Joe Douglas, like, you know, it, it, now he, he sort of came in at the tail end with, with some, some decisions that were made that he didn't agree with. 
So like now's the time for him to make a splash. And I mean, you know, get, getting a getting a franchise quarterback for him probably would be a, a really good move. Oh yeah, so. no brainer. I mean, and then and and the benefit is too. It's apparently you know, and again, you never know when it comes down to it. This is just all you know, anonymous sources. But a lot of people say that Darn Darnold can get a first round pick from a team like he still has that high enough regard with GMs that they know it's a shitty situation. He's been in New York with like no chance to succeed. He still has another chance to become like a player, like in a lot of GM's eyes, kind of like a Carson, whoever, like, you know, sometimes it's just, it's like Nick Foles situation. I mean, Nick's just been a little more unique in the sense that's only here, but I mean, he's had two stints here and both times it's, it's like, why isn't he our franchise quarterback? You know, and then he goes and then it's just like, oh boy, you know, so it's sometimes it's just a fit. You gel with a coach, him and Doug had a good vibe, have a good vibe. You know, it just, it just works. And yeah, he's one of those rare cases where, you know, we, we talk about all the time where like, <clears throat> you know, you, we see players struggle in Philly and then the, the second they go someplace else, they start to thrive. And, and Nikki's been the, the opposite of that. I mean, and, and, you know, so it's like, you know, we're all human. Sometimes it's just, just kind of mesh better with certain teammates or this or that. I mean, end of the day, they're professional athletes. They're paid a lot of money, so they're paid to perform. But it's, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I guess it's, uh, you know, I, 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 I guess it would, it would be silly for somebody like him to, like you said, John, start your career off that way with that much negativity swirling around you. It's like, if you love playing football, go cash the paycheck. You're yeah. in New York, you know. So that's why, like, even like looking at the Borough thing, I'm like, the dude just won national championship. As soon as he won the national championship, he knew he was a the number one pick. Like, just to 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 cause the what we would call the Eli drama, um, especially today, really isn't anything worth it for your team. And when I say your team, like you're meaning the people around you, not not so much another organization. Like you said, you you kind of look like a boner. I agree. It's everything else. It's how it come and. With how things are right now in the world, it's, I mean, there's just so yeah. many outside factors that come in, and they you know, could build around him. They could, you know, they Joe Douglas could go out there and have a really good draft. You know, if he gets the number one pick, he gets one in thirty three. You know, he could, you know, make really good picks, and and then they don't have such a crappy team. You know what I mean? You know who? Tell you, I, I'll tell you who's been, and every year there's a team or two that you don't see coming, and I'll tell you who who could really build a powerhouse is because. They're gonna have, they're they're gonna have at least three or four picks in the first oh, like shit. thirty are the Dolphins. I'll tell you what, Brian Flores seems to be the real deal. He has that team humming. Yeah, and they're and they're and 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 shit. Matt Collins is catching touchdowns. Yeah, and people forget they signed Byron Jones. I mean, you know, they spent some money in the off season, but you know, they, I think they were kind of waiting on two. I mean, they spent money on Devontae Parker. Preston Williams is the ball player. Bill, um, don't they have a shitload of picks this year? They do. They have like four in the top, like forty or some shit, because they got two picks from for Jeremy uh, Jeremy Tunsil. They got Houston's first and second round pick this year, I think, or first this year and a first next year. They have Houston's first pick, and that's going to be a top five pick. They, I mean, they have a top five pick, and and they're and they're going to be a playoff team. So I mean, they'll be able to get a pass rusher, or, you know. Something they want because Tua seems like he's the real deal. I mean, Bill, two games. they have the Miami Dolphins have two number ones, two number twos, their own third, their own fourth, their own fifth. What's up, Becca? Uh, uh hey. And a seven. Oh, boy. Sean we taking got- a bio break or what's going on? No, someone crashed into the seawall. Oh wow! How did yeah. you crash into the seawall? <laughs> I don't know. He's out it there. Sounded with like enough. someone dropped. Did you hear it? In, yeah, yeah like it something. sounded like someone dropped something in your kitchen or like a something like a a loud bang. But yeah, it are they okay? I don't know. It's like a block and a half up. He's trying to to see what it is. You had a drone, Jesse's drone down there. We yeah, I mean, there. yeah, Jesse's drone down here would be like on top of the ocean. <laughs> it would, it would have blown away weeks ago. Oh shit! <laughs> Are they all right? 
Oh, well, I hope it's not a flood coming and bringing tea. Literally, there's like nobody down here. (laughs) So, Becca, your thoughts on the next NFL powerhouse? Team? Yes. I'm going Dolphins. Wow. We were just talking about. Guys, I'm in the know. And they brought the helmet back. And they brought the helmet back. They look good. They do. The AFC is is flipping around. I love it. Oh, sorry, guys. Okay, bye-bye. All right, see you back. Well, they just ruined episode 60. Oh, wait, man. She brought some juice. Yeah, I just saw you guys. Just as we were making those those couple conversations, I heard a a smash, and it looks like somebody ran into the seawall. I... (laughs) You have to well, find out more, John. Because... John, John, by episode sixty, you have to do you have to do your intel and you have to give us a full report. I don't know how you would crash into the seawall when you're driving parallel to the seawall. So it wasn't like the end of the wall; it was up by in front of the pirates. And he sort of it was an older gentleman. He like hit it. So I either he 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 might have had an issue, or maybe he's under the influence. I don't want to speculate but he uh when he got out of the car and pulled up a little more he's sort of wobbly so i don't know maybe he, he could have had like a heart condition or something i don't know but there are people people there well sending good sending positive vibes hopefully it was the, uh an accident yeah, they, and that's all it was absolutely the, the dolphins are going to be if they hit on some of them picks they have four picks in the first two rounds. That's ridiculous. They just have they just have that they just have that grit and toughness that you can just tell on a football team like Brian Flores is like I'm bleeding those men. Like you can just tell that he's probably him and Brable are like the only two coaches out of the Belichick tree that are really I mean, I guess some could argue Bill O'Brien because, I mean, he did go to playoff. I don't know. I mean, he won one playoff game in this whole time there, I think. I don't know. He's I, don't think I don't think O'Brien gets another. He he wasn't a good co- – like, what did he do well? Like, he was he a terrible – He away Hopkins for a shitty running back. I mean – Yeah, like, he gave away the riches that the Houston Texans had, and he wasn't even a good coach. He wasted the best – Deshaun Watson, you signed a $100 million deal. You're feeling good. You wake up in the morning. You hear a tweet. DeAndre Hopkins traded. You're like, wait, is this April Fool's Day? Who are you fucking with? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You just traded Nuke? And Howie didn't get him? Good move, Howie. Hold on to those picks. Good job, buddy. There's And, like, I'm looking at the, the draft class. There, there might be – there might be like five quarterbacks to come out of the first round of the draft this year. Yeah, they're saying now that this guy from North uh, Dakota State is getting a lot of hype. Another another North Dakota quarterback with hype. Go figure. Yeah, and they're 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 real big on that kid from BYU. Yeah, that yeah he 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 has a really live arm. He plays like Mahomes. He kind of has a gunslinger and he can throw it any kind of way. I watched him play. He's got he's got a cannon. Like he can just chuck it like. And and it's like depending on what who, what scouts you you talk to, some have Mac Jones going in the first round, and some have him going in the second round. You know what I heard too out of Green Bay that Jordan Love is like a flop. He he's like been a debacle up there. That it's just been like a shit show. He's like not picking up the offense. He's just like really not doing well up there. I heard about it. And you know that's making Aaron's come at night and smile and sit mm-hmm. back. Oh, you want to. Never, never draft me a receiver my whole fucking life here, ever in the first round, ever, ever. Not never in the, even yeah. Devontae was end of round two, so never. And, and you know, I mean, Jesus Christ, like to talk, to talk about a guy that should be pissed off. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, no, it just goes to show, man. It's like all these guys fall in love with quarterbacks pre-draft process, and it's like, you know, like now, like. People are all over Justin Fields, but a lot of people are saying he's Dwayne Haskins, but more athletic. It's like in that Ohio State offense, nobody ever sacks you. Nobody ever rushes you. You have everybody's always open to throw the like it's not a realistic NFL setting. And you're like it's so it's I don't know. This uh, this segment of draft fit brought to you by Boost Mobile. Oh, yeah, shout out to the new number one team in the nation. Should be. They are. Yeah, shout out to the union. 
They're, they're number eight on the AP. Philadelphia's the team. Power rankings from real coaches, Notre Dame's top Your top. team, your town, your Philadelphia Union. And the Alabama Crimson Tide are the number one college team in, in the league. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. They got with the Irish, baby. One more. What, what better way to segue into Cigar <laughs> Corner than a little oh. Roll Tide? They're going to stomp the shit. Oh, out of Notre Dame. going to create havoc with that all defense. They're not going to know what to do with them. It doesn't matter. They're going to lose in the ACC championship anyway. Shut your mouth. Jesse, shut your mouth. Don't shut your mouth. No one's talking to you. <laughs> Jesse, tell us about your hippie cigar. My hippie cigar? Yep. So I went and picked up a bunch of cigars over the weekend. Or not over the weekend, on Friday. I picked up a bunch of cigars on Friday. And uh, I picked up some Cookie Monsters, and I picked up a cigar I've been chasing for a while, which was a uh, Illusioni one-off. And um, it's a uh, the the band is real plain. It's like a, a like a coral color. Yep. And there's a there's a peace symbol on it. So that's where where Matt was. That's where the hippie. That's where, where the hippie comes from. Where the hippie came from. So like. As, as we watched everything that was going on over um, the end of the week, I figured there wouldn't be a better cigar to, to rip into than, than that uh, one-off. And it was a um, – I this one was a Corona Gorda, and it was a uh, five and three-eighths, 46 ring gauge. So it's a little smaller than I typically – uh, smoke. It was a little fast burning of of a cigar, but it was a fantastic smoke. It um. So the first third was a um, little sweet with some leather and um, almost like a vanilla to it. It was real, real nice. And um, the the second third, it kept burning fast, and the um. The, the the flavor started to um, tighten up a little bit. So you had um, like a, a chocolate, almost like a, a cake to it. Um, real, real nice. Get to a- the retro hail. And well, that's you get that on the retro hail. Oh, OK. And the, the final third was a lot of the pepper came back with a little bit of spice. You got to have pepper. You got to have pepper. Um, you would get a little bit of the, the leather. And a little like wood on Listen, it. Nothing so, cigar corner worthy without pepper. You don't not, have pepper. You, it's not. It's getting kicked to the curb. No pepper. No. No. Um, I tell you what. A black and mild doesn't have pepper. Black and mild does not have pepper. So it's it's a. Um, it was a Nicaraguan wrapper. So it was mm-hmm. like a medium. It it's not as um, it's not as light as like a Connecticut shade wrapper. Yeah. So it's like a, a, it's like a medium, it's a medium shade wrapper. Um, it had a, a ton of flavor, tuned me up a little bit. Um, it was a little more expensive than I it was a little higher on the end of, of what I typically will spend on. Yeah, but it was worth it given six, the, oh no, it was, a, it was great smoke. It was a, the, the events that were, uh, you know, unfolding, like you, like you mentioned. So and Just I've been that, chasing this cigar. Like, well, there you go. Nobody, you go. the so the the other cigars I got were the Cookie Monsters. Yeah, which are um, so the whole thing with them is they're they're um from a brand that does they call them Lost and Found. So if they have a, a cigar that doesn't sell well, halfway through the run, they just won't ban the rest of them and they'll throw them in the the aging room and just let them age. So these were from Caldwell and they aged out for eight years. And this is the second time that they've done this, this, this series. And they called them the cookie monster. And I had one of them and they were also really good. So we'll have there was there chocolate in the cookie monster. uh, There was a little like a, like a, like a baking spice type flavor profile in them. Definitely pepper. Uh, No, there was not as much on those. That was a really smooth cigar. That one really, um, that one tuned me up a lot because it was a um, a Vitolas or a Vitolas, which is the uh, the real long, thin cigars that like uh, the Jumpman smokes. Yep. 
And these things are so goddamn big, they barely fit. In, I have to turn them sideways to um, like on an angle. Yeah, yeah, to get them into the humidor. That really tuned me up because that was a slow. Yeah, it's a long drag. Well, it was a slow burn. Like some cigars, yeah. like burn quick. Yeah. That, that thing burned slow, and like I, I stood up when I was done, and I'm like, "Woo, hey, hey now, Woo. hey I now, need, I need to sit back down." So, but yeah, I will. We will get a cigar corner review on the uh, the Cookie Monster at another date. Nice. Illusioni uh, One Off is a great cigar. You can get it around fourteen, fifteen dollars. Um, I picked mine up at um, Heritage at. Um, out in Medford. Yep. Marlton, Medford. Yep. Heard of the place. It's behind a Rep- uh, beautiful place. It's behind uh, where the Apple store is. Yeah. It's back there. So. Well, yeah, it was good smoke. Fantastic oh, smoke. Fantastic smoke. Nice. Wow. We got some, we've got the uh, Brigantine's finest on the, got, on the a, scene ah, down. got a lot of action. Wow. Lot of action, John. Do that again. Well, like I said, I hope everyone's safe down there. Sending good vibes. I'm sending positive vibes to the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles will smash the Giants. I, I'm I'm calling a I'm calling an outright win this this week. Outright, o- outright, outright win. I don't know if everyone else agrees, but I say they come off the bye, refocused, refueled, and just mean business. Shit and tax. They have to. They have to. Check us out on social media, at ForfeitPod. Thank you to our sponsors, Boost Mobile. (laughs) And... We're going to smash the shit out of the Giants. And, oh, and Ben Simmons, you look great in that jersey. Just learn how to shoot, bro. I don't care what you wear. <laughs> Jesse, okay, wear a trash bag. Jesse, give us one. Go, Irish. Go, Irish. Go, Union. Go, Union.